Got some more food. Hello guys and welcome back to another episode of the Let's Feast Food for Thought Podcast. I am yours truly, Mr. Paul Jahagany, and guess what? I got some more food for you. Welcome back to the table, Let's Feast. Thank you guys for coming back once again. We are live in season three and let me tell you what I want to talk to you guys about today. I want to talk to you guys about, well, first things first, I'm in the process of making my latest passion project. It's called Hindsight Redemption. It's a movie and I think you guys are really going to love it because it's giving you guys a perspective of the man's point of view when it comes to being born in poverty stricken situations or whatever and it's giving you a different lens to that whole process and it tells the story of this young man who is at a roadblock in his life he has the love of his life and he's plagued by a lot of his past decisions that he's made he has trust issues from abandonment things that happen in his adolescence that I don't want to spill the beans too much, but he has to go back telepathically in his mind to right a lot of his wrongs and a lot of things that a lot of people have done to him in order for him to have a better future. And with the fear of him not wanting to mess his situation up, he wants to go and get help. So that's why the movie is titled Hindsight's Redemption. And I actually had a conversation with a friend of mine, right? And he asked me, why did I feel so passionate to create this? What? Why is it so important to me? I said, not only can I relate to it from personal experience, but I feel like the man's point of view when it comes to those circumstances doesn't get told. And it feels like to me, every time a man comes out and say, say things that he's possibly done been through, he gets shunned upon because as men, we've made it so good in society today to where we're able to go along and we're able to build infrastructures and businesses and and families and stuff without ever having to showcase no pain. And the world has become numb to the way that a man feels because in in the position in the past, we've never been in a position to where we had to showcase that. So we had to eat a lot of our pain on the inside. We had to say, you know what? I'm gonna suck this up because the world does not care. And I got sick of that. I said, you know what? It's not basically a man being too in touch and being all emotional or whatever, but it's 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 telling everyone that men do go through stuff like there's a lot of things that we're going through mental health wise. And if this story never gets told, people will keep thinking that they okay. it's not giving people the invitation to look at what a man may be going through. And every man probably can't relate to the situation, but I'm just basically generalizing the story that happens within the um, within the hoods and, and, and the poverty-stricken areas of America. I'm pretty sure it's a lot of these situations that goes on on a, on, a, on a daily basis that people just don't know how to talk about or they refuse to talk about because they feel like the world doesn't care. So Hindsight's Redemption is coming soon. And with that being said, I'm going to give you guys a break. And today I'm going to talk about tell you guys a story about a man I met a few years ago, right? And his story inspired me. I even wrote it. I even wrote a poetry, uh, a poem about his story about 10 years ago or whatever. And um, I just felt like I wanted to tell the story again now that I have somewhat of a platform. And I want to tell it to the people that I've never told it to before because his story inspired me so much. And it kind of highlights why people don't really care about a man's mental health for the most part. It's not like a cry out for help, but it's like saying like, yo, acknowledge that I may be going through something. And assist me with that. So therefore, everything doesn't 
bleed internally, if that makes sense to a lot of people. So after this word from my sponsor, I'm going to come back and I got some more food for you. Thank you guys for coming back to me once again. Let's go. Now, without further ado, it's time for the meat and potatoes. I made a food that I serve be nourishment for your soul. Now, this was roughly about, I say, about ten years ago. Probably about ten years ago, I was working at Walmart at the time, and I was catching the bus home. I was just the last bus of the evening. It was around ten forty-five, and not I had the late shift or whatever. I used to be the the cart boy at Walmart. And I had the late shift and I almost missed the bus. So I think it was God's way of of trying to teach me a lesson in that moment. So I actually caught the bus, right, whatever, right? 
it was this Filipino looking guy, older dude, looked like he was in his 40s at the time. So I was the very last stop. Right. But before we actually got to my stop, he stopped the bus because periodically throughout the shift, you know, everybody has a break. Right. They're able to take like little 15 minute breaks or whatever, 20 minute breaks. And this was late. So I was like, yo, why is he taking a break so late? So he stopped and he looked and I was the last person on the bus. Like I was the very last stop and the last person on the bus. So I'm like, why is this dude stopping? Like, what's going on? So I'm on, I'm, I'm like one of those dudes that's looking at a dog who's about to get ready to attack him. I'm like, yo, what, why something ain't right about this situation? Then he looked back at me. He said, Hey man, I'm about to take a break real quick, man. So he went outside and he got a cigarette and he started smoking. So I'm waiting in the back. I'm tripping. I like whatever. I put my headphones on. Then it started taking a while. I'm like, okay, like you need to speed this up. Like it's late. I'm trying to get home, dude. I got an early shift the next day. So he comes back on the bus and he leans in and he says, dude, you can come out and talk to me if you want. Like if you don't want to, you don't have to just sit on the bus. You can come out and talk. I was like, okay. It was something about the way that he said it. That made me want to go out there. Like normally I still don't. I'll just keep my position, my place. I'm tired, whatever. I don't want to talk to nobody, whatever. And it was late too. So I'm really, really tired and I'm ready to go home. But something on me made me want to get up and stand outside. So I went out there. I went outside and I just started talking to him. And he just started pouring. Like, like, like he was just like basically crying, but not really. He was like saying, talking, telling his story about a situation. I don't even know how we even started talking about this stuff. And he was just telling me about how he was used to be in the military and how he had just most recently retired about it, about two years ago or whatever. And how his high school sweetheart, which was his wife, how she basically had done him wrong and how he um, pretty much lived his life because I think he was in the military fresh out of high school. So he'd been there predominantly his whole life. So and he was telling me how she everything he's done, he's tried to make a better way for someone else, whether that was his family, his mother, his siblings. And then when he met his wife at a young age, how basically his life was catered around her. And then a situation had happened to where he had went out to sea for like six months. And basically his wife started cheating on him and he found out like when he came back. And his wife had set him down in the living room or whatever. And she told him that she didn't want to be with him no more. She had already started emptying out their accounts because they had a joint account. And while he was out to sea one time, he um she was like just taking money out the joint account and he was steady trying to call and she wouldn't answer. So he's so imagine going through all this type of turmoil in your mind mentally and you can't get to her over the phone or physically because you're way overseas somewhere, wherever he was. And she's not even picking up to where he can even talk to her on the phone. So he said when he finally got back to her, how she just basically had made peace with the fact that she didn't want to be with him anymore. And she had got the divorce papers. And I'm not even sure if you can and I'm not even sure if you can do this. But um, he said that in some type of way, she forged his signature to sign the divorce papers because she knew that he didn't want to get a divorce. He, he was basically a family man at heart from everything that he told me. He was basically a family man and he tried everything in his power to make it work. But at that time, by him always being gone, uh, basically, she found another way to live without him being there. 
and she met another dude. Um, they ended up getting a house. She ended up having another baby. And she was, I think she was like in her mid thirties at the time. She was like in her mid thirties and he was like in his like, um, early forties. And she went and had another baby, um, got another house, whatever. She had, um, got another car out of him from what he told me. She had another car um, in his name or whatever. And she had um, she ended up just wanting to leave altogether. And he was just talking to me, a complete stranger, and asking me, saying, hey, man, I'm just wondering what I did wrong. What did I do wrong? I did everything the right way. Like, I stayed prayed up. I kept my family first, my foundation first. Like, what did I do wrong? Was it my career? What what is it like? I, I always I had to, I always make time for her, us to discuss these things, these talk about all these things. I'm like, and I'm just like I said, I'm just dumbfounded because I didn't know what to tell him. I've never been through a situation like that before. Never been married, so I've never been in a circumstance like that. So only thing that I can offer him in that moment was just listening to him, cry out, like listening to him, like just say, you know what? Okay. Just, just get it out, dude. Like whatever it is, and I felt like it was God's way of saying, you know what? Maybe he just needed. Maybe this. I was the person that kept him from going over the edge. Maybe this was at, he was at his end, and maybe I saved him from going through something or doing something harmful to somebody else. You know, and that just made me understand that a lot of men really have to take on this burden of family or whatever of 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 just prioritizing other people's mental health and other people's um, um, standards without ever having to worry about themselves. And it just, and ever since he told me that story, it just made me think it just sharpened me up a little bit. It's like, man, I don't, not only do I never want that to happen to me, but if it does, how would I be able to bounce back after that? And even after the conversation that me and him had, well, basically me listening, even after that conversation, he told me that he felt better. So although I think I, I wasn't doing much for him in that moment because I couldn't relate, maybe I just needed to listen. And a lot of times us as men, we just need somebody to listen. That's it. But even, every, every time a man come out and say something like, oh, OK, something mental health issues or whatever, the society shuns upon us, no matter how tough you are or whatever. Because, like I said before in the introduction, we have gotten people spoiled, whether that's our family members, society, friends, relatives. We know how to build things without showcasing any pain that we're dealing. We know how to numb ourselves to a lot of things we're going through because society has made it convenient for us. For, to say that they don't care about what we're going through because as men even back then in the medieval times or whatever if you want to do your history i'm pretty sure those dudes was going through a lot of things mentally but they still had to get up and get it although that was a different time frame uh, compared to now they still had to get up and make things happen and build infrastructures and build businesses and had families to raise generations and stuff like that that we still know up to this day so and that just came to a point where, man, I don't want to be like, like if I'm ever in a sit, God forbid, if I'm ever in a situation like that, I don't want to be in a situation to where it's like, I feel like I have to hold everything in and I can't get nothing out and I have no way to go and hurt. And it hurts a little different when you're the only one that can relate to it. When you're the only one that can relate to the pain that you may be speaking of. And if you come out to try to voice your opinion on certain things and people around you may be judging you for it, or society may judge you for it, depending on how you see things, it hits a little different. So sometimes we, as people, as men, we have to become our own sanctuary. We have to become our own 
a mediator, a person that pretty much listens to ourselves and get ourselves out of a lot of pain that we may be going through because we feel like nobody else is willing to listen. I say, man, look, I can't relate to anything that you're going through, dude, but hopefully with this, just this conversation alone, I hope it helps you. Like, and it did. Like, he, he even felt better. He said, man, I'm so sorry. Boom, 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 man. Do you want to go? With, you want to go? Because we had parked in front of, like, a corner store or whatever. He said, man, you want anything out the corner store or whatever? Because he was on, like, a little lunch break. He smoking a cigarette. Want somebody at the corner store just for listening to me. He was just so appreciative that I even came out and listened to him. So I don't even know what it was. I'm like, man, I should be thanking you because you're giving me perspective. I was in my early 20s. So I'm like, man, I've, I can only dream of or actually not dream of going through some of the stuff that you've been through but just the fact that i'm here listening lets me know that you probably didn't have nobody else to listen to you so here i am a complete stranger and you're getting all this information off and if this making you feel better hopefully this leads you to making better decisions and now that you have the lessons and the knowledge unfortunately through that situation with your former wife it's like i feel like you're sharper now i feel like your this situation has allowed you to get clarity in a way to where you will never allow this to happen to you again. And if you do have children or uh, whatever, you know how to teach them. And unfortunately, it may be the at the at, at somewhat of the demise uh, as far as like for conversational purposes of the, their mother or whatever the situation is. He didn't tell me that they had kids together, but whatever the situation is, I feel like you are a better man because of the situation happening to you. So after that, it just made me more sharper. And basically, I'm going to wrap the podcast up with just telling you guys, just start. Ladies, if you're out there, you're dealing with a dude or men. If you're out there, and you feel like you're out there by yourself and you feel like you have nobody to talk to and you feel like you're the only one that can relate to your pain. If, and if that's your circumstances, find somewhere, find sources to where we got YouTube. We got what? Even TikTok. Well, I know TikTok is based around doing fun and dancing but it's a lot of information on there from people who's giving out information we have a lot of sources to where we can actually prevent ourselves from making a bad decision that may not only harm our own uh, ourselves but harm other people that may be attached to us and a lot of times we don't get that confirmation back from people that we may be seeking it from so become your own confirmation become the person that knows how to make themselves feel better. If you got to talk to yourself, if you got to listen to that seminar, if you got to go listen to that motivational speech, whatever it is that you got to do, or if you do have people that's close to you that would like to listen to you, confide in those people. Stop holding all those things in because you're bleeding internally and try to get this stuff out, man. No, it's not you being a punk. No, it's not you saying you're all emotional. And that's society's way of bullying you to stay conform to what they believe that things should be. Because as soon as you start rebelling against that and you start standing up for yourself and saying that I won't, I don't allow this to take place. I won't do that. Allow myself to be a victim no more. They have to beat you into submission in a way mentally. They have to be. And if it starts mentally, that's it controls everything else. So a lot, now I'm not saying like be vindictive or, 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 or basically just be out there just spitting wrath at people all because you feel like you're the victim of a lot of bad decisions that happened in your life. I'm not trying to tell you to get even. What I'm trying to tell you is to find a solution in some type of way that is productive to you, that makes you feel better at being a man, because you may have people depending on you. You may have kids. You may have siblings. You may have a wife or a girlfriend or whatever the situation may be. You Overall, you may have somebody that's depending on you, even if they tell you or not, you got somebody in the back of your mind that is dependent on you, whether that's for survival or for mental health purposes or whether you're just around your existence alone is what makes people get up and continue on with their day. So stop downplaying that 
And whether you're getting confirmation from people or not, find a confirmation within you. So therefore, you can go on to live a productive life. I hope this helped a lot of people out there. Thank you guys for listening once again. This is yours truly, Mr. Paul Jahogany from the Let's Feast Food for Thought podcast. And if you ever hear your stomach growl because you're hungry and you're looking for somewhere to put some food in your stomach, make a pit stop here at the Let's Feast Food for Thought podcast because I got some more food for you. And that includes leftovers. Don't forget to leave a tip. Bon appetit. And there's your dessert. All right, guys. See you next time. Appreciate you.